like I'm used to it, like in Hollywood. <laughs> it's, <Yeah>. not, <laughs> it's not the most funnest thing. All right. I, I wanted to see if like I could get it to crop so your painting would be in there a little bit, but... That's all good. Yeah. I mean, if we could aim it up a little bit, I feel like it's down. It is a little bit. That's oh, it. Nice. Oh, yeah, got to make sure she's all comfortable with the pillows. I mean, you have to be comfortable with the pillows. I'm going to talk about uncomfortable things. I'm going to make sure I am physically comfortable. <laughs> yeah, that, yep. I suppose. You have to compensate and cope. Is that better? Or yeah. No, I think it's I good because then I could sit up. Can you see me okay? I'm uh, once those emoji things are out of the way, I feel yeah. like we'll be able to see you. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's good. Alright, um. Oh, no, that's slow. I'll drop down. There you go. No, that's cool. It's gonna drip. It's dropping. Yeah, I had to glue this back on today. So. I'll hold that, and then if you want to tighten, tighten up. So yeah, sure, sure. Let's hope it doesn't have a moment where the glue unsticks and it just. Let's do it. <laughs> um, Tracy, I'm gonna ask you to hit the button so that there's no shot of like. But while I'm trying to sit down. Here, how about I? Oh, that works too. Yeah, the one with the long arms. The one with the long arms. Wait, what? What did you just do? Um, just tap the outside of the screen. Yep. Are we good? Yep. All right. Let me turn that just a little bit. Hello. How are you guys doing tonight? It has been a crazy week. It has been more than a crazy week. It has been a crazy couple of months. 2020 is nuts. <laughs> I saw my dad make a post recently that said that there should be an Oompa Loompa who comes out at the end of each month of 2020 and tells us, uh, sings us a song about the lesson we didn't learn. So that's really where my head's at right now. I love it. So um, if you don't know me, I'm Ann Lenars. I am a Christian author, speaker, coach. Um, I have these two awesome friends, Tracy and Carl, who get together with me on Tuesdays and we talk about awesome stuff and our <laughs> conversations are always like spectacular. So we've decided to share them with you because they go important places and we're always like, why aren't we recording this? Why? Yeah, we are. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why not? So um, I'm going to just preface this by saying we are talking about the events that have happened this week. Tonight we're going to talk about the events around the death of George Floyd. So we're going to talk about things like racism, discrimination, uh, police brutality, really sensitive and difficult subjects. And we are doing this because, um, aside from the fact we're awesome people, <laughs> um, we're talking about this because there's a lot of stuff that is happening on social media right now that is really frustrating to me. Um, seeing people to communicate with the 7% of words on Facebook and just get so, so riled up and not hear each other. Yeah. Um, and we just want to have a conversation. So this is not about who's right and who's wrong. This is about three people with three different viewpoints and experiences having a conversation. Um, so I'm going to just put out there that you are welcome to comment things in the comments below if you have questions or feedback. I have Tracy following along on his phone so we can see that. Um, but I will go back and delete anything that is rude, racist, you know, anything that is obviously inappropriate. 
Yes. Um, with this conversation, it is to be constructive. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Right. Constructive. Our our goal is to bring mutual understanding. You know, we, we might not agree with each other. In fact, quite often we don't. Yeah. <laughs> but, Believe it or not. But 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 we want but 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 to be able to understand that the other person's point of view is coming from a place of good faith and um, and integrity and uh, uh, their own genuine love for humanity. Um, so you know, understanding I guess is really what we're what we're going for. And I'm really hoping that we can just demonstrate what a mm-hmm. good conversation can look like you know? <laughs> so, because I feel like I've seen so many hurtful ones and explosive ones lately like yeah. I, I don't see any examples anyway so I'm hoping I'm hoping we can set a good one yeah be the change you want to be in the world yes. I've joined uh, a few conversations on Facebook in regards to some of these conversations and have seen a lot of good examples of constructive conversations while combating mindsets from other people who are not open to considering certain perspectives so you, you know, are lucky i have not I've, yeah no i've lucked out there there have been a few that i'm like oh man this is great like i appreciate you guys there have been some that it, like i need to leave but i've been grateful for a few of you guys that have been out there you know i've already made comments on most of the pages and most of the forums that you guys have been on so yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So we are just going to introduce ourselves since this is the first time doing a video of our Tuesday talks. Um, so like I said, I'm Anne. I'm a Christian author, speaker, coach. I'm a single mom. Um, you know, so she's just amazing. <laughs> just Thanks. all around That's amazing. All right. no. um, so that, I feel like that influences a lot of my worldview, um, and that's that's really like the core things about me: mm-hmm. single mom, Christian. That, that's pretty much all my stuff. So. <laughs> yeah. so, so my name is Tracy Sabo. Those of you who are on my wall uh, know me, but uh, those of you that are on other people's don't. So um, I'm, a, I'm a body talk practitioner here in Sioux Falls, so I do a lot of energy healing work, a lot of consciousness-based uh, healing work, uh, dealing with like the spiritual and psychological and emotional um, you know, the, like, root issues behind why people have the... Um, the physical health problems that they that they have and it worked towards healing that so i have a very kind of a different perspective on uh you know kind of a on a lot of these things than probably your typical person um i also have uh, a lot of history in politics uh i used to you know be very involved in the libertarian movement um studied a lot about economics and mm-hmm. um philosophy so just kind of bringing a different set of views to the table. Yeah, I guess I'm an independent. He's a libertarian. Um, I don't know. I get where he's coming from, but I'm, I'm not sold yet. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and I will also put out there that he is married. Yes. He does not have kids. So. But we have cats. So <laughs> that matters. Cats! Meow! <laughs> They're like children. Yeah, my wife, uh, Amy, is... Uh, Probably, maybe maybe she'll watch this, maybe she won't. I guess we'll find out. That's okay. She's cool. She's cool. Yes. Yeah. I like Amy. She's awesome. The kids were ringing the doorbell because they were outside playing. So A million times per day. They're thirsty. We'll allow it. It's fine. <laughs> the other day they decided Hazel, to go outside and play Ding Dong Ditch. And they would just come up to the front door and ring the doorbell a couple times and then run out to the other end of the driveway <laughs> to pretend like nobody did it. <laughs> and they did it like ten times in a row. Uh, like, go ahead and wear yourself out. It's cool. 
answered the door the first time, but not the other mm-hmm. night. All right, and then we have Carl here. Hi, my name's Carl Frederick Allen III. I'm going to be interrupted by this individual here. Because, <laughs> you know, it's just what it is. Um, I am a newly planted individual here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, I am originally from California, moved out here from, by way of Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, my story is traumatic in a, in a sense. Um, I'm out here because of trauma. I lost my girlfriend to suicide. Uh, that's what brought me to the Midwest. Um, I have, am an artist, uh, a poet. Um, a lot of my artwork, 88 Industries, accidental art is perspective based. So most of it is derived from uh, how people see the world. Um, it's been a goal of mine through my artwork to kind of help people see the, the fundamental foundation that we're all on. The, 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 the things that we all can see as humanity, as people, and then, you know, understand that that is where we are. And, you know, what we believe outside of that is our own personal belief, which is awesome. It's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But that shouldn't keep us from being open like this. Um, I also write poetry. So poets, uh, my anchor, um, I do a lot of published vocal stuff because my type of poetry is all vocal. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you could read it. You probably could, but it... I don't know. I feel like speaking is a little bit different. Um, I'm also just uh, a person. Uh, uh, That's right. I'm a person. We're, 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 we're all people. We're all person. I'm, I'm a human. Um, I, I have a Facebook page called The Intimate Advice for a Sex Addict. Um, a lot of it comes from trauma. A lot of it comes from talking about uh, my own practicing. Um, a lot of it comes from just having these things where we are trying to talk about the hard stuff. Most people don't want to talk about the hard stuff. So that's where I come from. And I get to hang out with these awesome individuals where I get to actually have really, really good conversations about, like, <laughs> just being crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but great conversations in depth. And like so. we had said before, even though we don't see eye to eye on all the things, we can have the mutual respect with each other of understanding that where we do find ourselves disconnected our connections are far bigger and far stronger than really anything else so i just want to say hi to elena and megan who um just uh said hi to us so appreciate you so what are we talking about so first? hold on question i i'm an independent he's a libertarian did you i i don't I don't identify. He doesn't so, like labels. Well, okay, so I, here's the thing. I am I'm former military. I served in the Air Force. Um, that was something that I had done uh, for about three years because it was, and I, it was something that I wanted to do. I wanted to serve for my country because of the times, because of what happened. This was right after 9-11. I wanted to go to town. I wanted to fight the war. And then you come to realize that the wars we're fighting are all... You know, it, it, it's it's hard to want to be a part of something like that that is as based on fear-mongering and trying to perpetuate some of the things that not everybody does stand for. Mm-hmm. Military is a, is an idea of, of power, but, you know, the foundation of what we stand for as Americans, that's really what I feel is more important, and that's what I fight for. So I fight and am a constitutionalist. Maybe that's a okay. new thing. I don't know if okay. that's a word. Maybe you just coined a phrase. I don't know. It, that is a thing, actually. It is a thing. Okay, awesome. Yeah. There's really actually know. a political party called Constitutionalists. No. Yeah. Wow. I feel like... Right? But a lot of them are kind of... A little radical? 
Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know enough about it. I shouldn't speak. No, please, because I <laughs> well, have no idea. So, like, so like the, 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 the belief system is that the country should just follow the Constitution. Right. right and right. that's perfect. I completely support that. Um, sometimes they have other beliefs that kind of go with it, though, that can get a little theocratic for my taste. Right. But, um, Interesting. That's yeah. not, you know, but they're good people. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, that's me. I think the girls have finally decided to stop messing with us. They yeah. got muffins. So they got muffins. <laughs> as long as there's muffins, we're all okay. But what do you need? Muffins. They just had to show us the muffins. Okay. All right, go away now. All right, please, please let us have our conversation. Please. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Oh, See, girls, give them hugs. I want a hug first. That will either make them happy or send them away. Uh, either way, I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Nothing! <laughs> Alright. So... Get in there. Yeah, so... What day was that? Was it Tuesday? Was it? When, um... So, like, May 31st? So I think it was, um, yeah, Monday or Tuesday? One of those days. 31st was Sunday. Yeah. Because that was no yes. Sunday. Yeah. That's, yep. Um... Sunday. Yes, it was Sunday. So we had a picture. We had we had a very blatant display of a police officer. Let's just call it what it is: brutally murdering yeah. somebody. Um, About a week ago now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, for me, this is a big deal. You know, back when I used to be involved in libertarian politics, I spent a lot of time on the subject of. Of police brutality now I don't really see it as a racist issue and I know that's probably gonna uh, you know that's not really a politically correct thing to say but but um, you know I, I used to be involved in cop block and some of these other organizations that deal with police brutality and you know there's there's examples of black cops that murder black kids and there's examples mm -hmm. of, of um, you know, white people that get murdered, uh, you know, and, 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 and I'll say it like it is, it, it's murder, you know, um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's no reason for cops to be able to, to do that, and uh, so when, when, I, when I first uh, saw the, um, the footage of that, I was like, you know, it was, it's horrifying, um, and one of the big issues for me is, that historically, when when cops do things like this, um, historically, you know, the worst thing that happens to them is they get a slap on the wrist. You know, they might get uh, suspension with pay, or you know, or something <laughs> like that, which is basically a paid vacation. You yeah. know, uh, and then what ends up happening is the internal department does some review. Nine times out of ten, they decide that the cop didn't do anything wrong and he was acting within line of duty um and and then the cop gets put back on the force mm -hmm. if that doesn't happen he gets fired but then there's a whole concept here around uh there's a whole there's a whole community or whole culture in the united states called gypsy cops and they're basically police that get fired from the local precinct <laughs> and then they go and become a cop in another precinct <laughs> and 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 so yeah. you know the problem doesn't you know, doesn't get resolved. And the other issue for me is... Hey, wait, hold on. Yeah. Didn't you say that uh, the guy that did 
this to George Floyd had like 17 past cases of misconduct? Absolutely. Yeah. That, and that's the thing. You know, if, if, if we actually had, if, this is, this is an institutional issue. You know, mm-hmm. if, if there actually were good cops, the good cops would be calling out and holding the bad cops accountable. They'd be furious. And that doesn't happen. We saw, you know what I mean? I feel like some of the way that things get brushed under the rug by certain people, some of the good cops don't know. It could I mean, be. I yeah. mean, I, I feel like I have met some very good cops in my own uh-huh. past. My dad was a cop. Yep. And while I wasn't around to, like, see him on the line of duty every right. day, I know that he was a man of integrity. And I know that he would never do anything to hurt anybody. Right. Um, and I know that some of the people, like, I've been in car accidents before. Some of the nicest people in those situations when I'm sitting here, like, in a traumatic shake was right. the cop trying to help calm me down. Yep. Like... So I know I've met some good ones. I yeah. feel like we should make a distinction between the two. There, there are good cops and there are those cops that extend their, their power a little more than they should. Mm-hmm. Um, being in the military, I know what it's like to be mm-hmm. in situations at least where you have some form of authority and you have people who go out of their way to extend that authority a little more than they need. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's not that the, you know, the other friends don't... Uh, don't like say anything but there's this camaraderie where it's like well they're one of us you know these guys could make us look bad so right. it's, like it's very right. internalized yeah and for that you know i i just i don't want people to think that when we use the term bad cop or good cop in a sense to say we're talking about the cops that that are doing the thing that we know is completely disrespectful to the badge one to the community mm-hmm. And let alone mm-hmm. the the idea of what policing is supposed yeah. to be in a community. Yeah. So that's exactly that. that that's the biggest thing that I think, and I'm just I, I you know I'm I'm just very grateful that we're able to have a conversation about this because back in the day when when I reported and and tried to get people to raise awareness about this issue, you know, I remember coming across as oh you're just somebody's angry you're just a hack or whatever mm. but this is a real issue and 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 that's one of the big things is uh we you know like there i i've seen stories of of good cops who have actually tried to um uh hold their uh brethren accountable and actually try to you know you know make sure that people follow you know you know the actual codes of conduct that an officer should have to follow, yeah. and what's sad is the um, those cops are many times the ones that get run out of the station, and they end up not being. Uh, you know, it, it's a great way. One of the one of the best ways to get fired from your job as a police officer is to uh, hold your fellow officers accountable, mm-hmm. um, and I, that's. To me, that speaks to systemic failure of of the system of, of overall. Almost like uh, attacking the whistleblower keeps all of the mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And, you know, when 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 you have when you have situations where the police department or the the chief of police goes and whitewashes the whole thing and many times says the cop didn't do anything wrong. Um, uh, they weren't able to do that in this case because the video was so long and so damning. Right. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, so you know, who 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 knows what would have happened if 
if if if this video hadn't been so can, can you clarify uh, something for me was there a person holding a phone videotaping this or was it like a cop car video feed that recorded it i don't know um oh, i have no idea i have to it was ask about nine minutes long. If, if there was a person wow. i feel like if it was in a cop car then it wouldn't have been turned over like mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been made public i feel i think somebody was holding a video mm -hmm. camera and i have to ask like I understand completely that it had to be video documented for mm -hmm. justice to happen because mm -hmm. who would have believed? But at the same time, I have to ask, why was the person not shooting the video? Why was nobody in the proximity saying that man said he can't breathe? What mm -hmm. are you doing? I mean, you still have a voice. Right. Why was nobody? Why are we such a society of onlookers? That seriously <laughs> pisses me off mm -hmm. that three other officers with him just stood there and watched him as if somebody was crying out that they couldn't breathe. Like, all the people in the vicinity, this person who was videotaping, all nobody could just say, hey, he can't breathe. At least let him breathe. Right. I, I have a serious consideration when it comes to that because, again, most of it has to do with training. Um, I, I will say, as, as, a, as a person trying to consider, like, being the onlooker, or even just what it takes. Like for me, mm -hmm. I have. It is hard for me to watch somebody being hurt and not do something. Mm -hmm. But that is subject to trauma. I grew up where I had to watch my mother go through her traumatic circumstance with my father mm -hmm. before he walked out on us, which was a significant moment in my life that to this day is there. Right. But I feel like because of that, I right. I don't stand for that at all. Right. Where there are people who may not have ever had that type of experience, they've been told uh that, you know cops are always on the good side, always the you know uh there's always, you know, a reason for that. Maybe maybe that person did something, you know, yeah, like yeah. there's these these things because right, at, we have become a nation of onlookers who do not mm -hmm confront the right. things at which we know to be injustice. We don't, and we are terrified mm -hmm. vicariously because of social media, because of movies, because of everything we're watching. Like, mm -hmm. we are being bred to not intervene. Right. I, I, my understanding is that there were people that were you know, trying or wanting to get through to help, but when you've got three other cops standing around, mm, there's that uh, yeah. there uh, it, it was it was hard for them to to get to get through and right. and, and do what they wanted to do. Um, you know, but I think a lot of it do has to do with you know you you see the cops and you think of them as an authority figure, and so if 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 we're trained to just obey the police or do whatever the government tells us to do. Then, then, then that's going to inhibit our own natural instincts to courage and and um, do, doing what doing what we know is right to some degree. I thought that was just the fluoride in the water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, but I that's just, I keep thinking messing that with that pineal gland. But that that is that is something to be said because if yeah. you have right the the concept of there's something happening, somebody is being hurt. Uh huh. The authority figure who we're supposed to believe is protecting that person is actually doing the most harm to that mm -hmm. person, potentially causing death mm -hmm. to that person, and we, the onlookers, 
should in our right be able to save that Absolutely. save that person. Yeah, and we and that's, do have a right, don't we? We we, we, we do have the right. We, we we do. We just yeah. have not felt empowered enough to extend mm-hmm. that. And and that's part of what needs to happen in society is we we have this we have this stratification, if you will, where law enforcement is considered um, above the rest of society. They're, they 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 have privilege, and this is this part of this is cultural. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it's actually legal, like like, um, and so uh, you know, we need to get to a point where the people that produce security are seen as the same types of people that you know produce houses, <laughs> that produce you know cars, that produce you know food. You mm. know, it's it's a good that society needs. Uh. Um, it's not something that. Uh, Entitles somebody to a monopoly on Almost the use like of force or privilege outside of mm-hmm. the the system. Yeah, it's a, it's a separate. Yeah, exactly. And so this is so this is me. Uh, I'm so philosophically, I, I'm actually more of an anarchist. Uh, no, don't be alarmed. That doesn't mean I'm throwing bombs and wearing whiskers. By the way, those people are those people are just insane people that just want those are just they're just as much tyrannical as the people right running. right but so but there are systems uh, and, and and you see this in society you know the, the 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 mall cop that wants to protect the mall they also want to protect their customers because those customers pay their paycheck right the one of the one of the I don't know how to address this. Immediately, <laughs> but one of the one of the real issues with the, the the law enforcement is that yes, we pay their paychecks, mm. but they get that paycheck whether they do a good job or not, right? right. Our taxes are taken from us by um, through 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 coercion. We don't have a, a legal way to say I don't I don't consent to this. Yep. you know, and so what ends up happening is it it, it, it creates this kind of monopoly stratification where a certain group of people has a monopoly on the use of force, on the use of of, of redistributive justice, so we say, and um, and Texas so taxes are the American membership fee. Right, right, and so um, hey, have you so gotten a, have you gotten a receipt for those yet? <laughs> have you gotten a receipt for your American membership? Just checking. I haven't gotten one. I'm waiting for my receipt. Yeah. <laughs> so so that so that so that to me is another institutionalized thing. Yeah. Um, that uh, we're, as a society we probably aren't quite ready to, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what a free market system in the production of, you know, security would look like. I, I'm not a central planner, so I don't. Like, well, so and here's but, a great concept I think because where you state being the concept of anarchist, right? Right. One of the things that I feel people don't take into consideration is anarchy is not. Oh, we're just running amok and all whatever. It's no, it is the people in the community who tend to themselves. Right. Sioux Falls, for example, would be the ones to tend to the things that would happen. We would have our own police. We, right. Minneapolis might have had their own police. Thus, you would have had a different circumstance, potentially even a different outcome. Yeah. Um, my issue with that. That's. Hold that thought, yeah, but that, that, yeah. that, that, that's a perfect example of one of the other issues with the modern policing system is that 
modern police, they, they get a lot of their funding directly from the federal government in mm. terms of grants. And that's actually one of the institutionalized changes that, that people are starting to propose now. But what happens is when, when you get millions and billions of dollars from the federal government in, in, in money, funds, resources, then all of a sudden you're not beholden to your local community anymore. Mm. You're beholden to the, the Washington, D.C., Right, right, and so the, right. the 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 money is becomes a high brandy, um, the becomes a uh, um, it's it, it it becomes a level lover of control, as opposed to being an actual I'm giving you value for taking care of my safety. So then, with that, would you say that it's possible that that level of control has then allowed them to control the type of individuals to whom become officers of the law and maybe that is a lot of the fundamental issues we're finding is that we're not hiring the the absolutely and actually that's another good point so like there was actually i think this was in california this was a few years back but there was actually an office somebody that applied to be an officer who wanted to be a cop and he was denied. And the reason he was denied was because he was too smart, right? And there was actually Supreme Court cases, went up to the Supreme Court, wow. that, um, and the Supreme Court said, well, being intelligent is not a protected class. So, 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 so there are police departments who actually have, as part of their, like, unofficial, you know, uh, belief system to, we only want to hire dumb people. To be, <laughs> and and so and this is the issue is if 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 that's the belief system that the that the that the overarching police department system has, is it any wonder that you're hiring people that aren't very evolved psychologically, emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually? Is it any wonder that you're hiring people that may may be our racists? You right. know, um, so that's you know I. So I, I, there's a lot of documentation about racism. Being <laughs> I was going to say, Rachel, some people who work forces the same who burn crosses. Just one of those. <laughs> what old, you, what's that again? That's, some people who work forces are the same who burn crosses. That's from uh-huh. Rage Against the Machines, yes. okay. and that's like one of the most profound songs yeah. that they came out with. In that, and that was, I mean, a few years, de- decades ago, but you know it. It goes into that concept. How is it that we, because going and I, it's military is going to come back a, a lot because the fundamental thing that the military had taught me was that training is the most important. Right. Training is what gives you the upper hand, mm-hmm. or at least gives you the preparedness needed and necessary to mm-hmm. go into any type of circumstance. Right. You were talking about having somebody who's carrying a firearm that's potentially the ability to take someone's life. The psychological repercussions of taking life, the the just the repercussions of you know past trauma. I've always been curious what kind of training they do in the mm-hmm. police force. That's a big that's a big part of it, and uh, you know, so it, it kind of brings to mind like like if you're in a back alley and you don't have a lot of training, mm. and somebody attacks you, uh, you're gonna be like really scared. You might lash out, be really rageful, mm-hmm. right? If you have a little bit more training, you might actually be able to take them on and actually fight them and beat them up or protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Eventually, though, if you have a lot of training, 
you're going to just kind of laugh at them because you know that they can't hurt you. And, uh, and then, and so you're confident. And so, and so, you know, and so you're able to just be calm in that situation and just be empowered. And, um, and so there's, there is a lot to be said for that. I, I, I agree with you. I, what kind of training do cops actually get? Because right. I think a lot of, I, I think a lot of the supposedly, you know, some of the unjustified killings could be avoided if they weren't training in de-escalation if right yeah if they weren't scared because i take that same concept Mm -hmm. that person could be so well trained that they didn't even find themselves in that alley to begin with right which is the notion of being aware of your surroundings enough to know if i go through this protect if i if i go here these are the potential dangers that await me if I take this so, path, these are the potential dangers. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, Ma- Megan is watching. Hi, Megan. Uh, she actually made a comment. There's a video going around declaring that a barber needs more training hours in police officials. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, what was I was I went to hair school uh, back at what, while really? yeah I really did uh, graduated Euphoria Institute Las Vegas Nevada. Yep. Um, it was like upwards of twelve hundred hours. Spent an entire year, and like it was a lot of hours of training. It was an entire year, yeah, for, roughly. For, for what now? For a hairstyling. Okay. To be a hairstylist, because I couldn't go as a barber because they didn't have an accredited barber school. So I had to go. My mom actually worked at the okay. at the place, so I was able to go to school for it. So you think that that could be a legitimate statement in some states? It's possible because yeah. some states vary when it comes to the amount of training or amount yeah. of hours that any barber or hairstylist needs. But mm-hmm. it is an excessive amount. I mean, it's a lot. You know, because you're going through anatomy, you're going through biology, you're going through uh, sanitation. Oh, God, yes. Like, I learned about staph infections and um, what's the, what is the pathology? I learned pathology in the hair school. (laughs) Like, all of this stuff. Like, these were the things that we were taught. And for hair. Yeah. You know, so it's not hard. It's not hard. You just shake your head. (laughs) So it's all good. Because I just, I'm done. um, And then Stephanie just made a comment here, too. You can't go into a precinct and file a complaint without being harassed, and ah. and, and that's and that's the so so again this brings me back to my kind of more anarchist way of looking at things. Any other industry in the world, if I have a complaint against that co- company, their customer service wants to know about it because they want to fix it. Because I thought the they customer want, was always right, right? Because be, 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 because they want We're you be, 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 because they want you to be. Be, be safe and taken care of. They want you to respect yeah. what they do. Yeah. Um, they don't want you going around, you know, there there there's actual, you know, monetary considerations if you're not happy as a customer. Right. And because of that, that gives them an incentive to love you, yeah. you know, right? Um, and, uh, and, 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 and uh, you know, when it comes to really any government service, that's not the case, right? Because... Mm-hmm. Because because they're they're a monopoly. They're the only thing out there for the most part. Yeah. Um, and they've positioned themselves whether right. whether whether you want them to be or not. Right. And so, you know, they it's it, it makes it easier for them to have a more, you know, what's your problem kind yeah. of attitude as opposed to like a true you know customer service type. Yeah. So so how do we get from here to having uh, security systems? in cities that are based on more customer service type um you know that 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 would be a goal for me 
Well, then they need to be more locally funded. Definitely not privatized and not by mercenary types. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Right. Well, like, well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, um, we, 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 don't, we don't want government just funding, you know, private organizations because mm-hmm. that basically that, – that, that 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 solves the problem of socialism by making it fascist. <laughs> that, that, that's not that's not a solution, right? Uh, so I, I agree with you. One thing yeah. I could say from what I saw, at least over Sunday, um, there were a lot of individuals who came out on their own. Most people yes. who were gun carriers, gun uh, yeah. card holders, who came out just to protect the buildings. Yeah. They and I didn't know what it was. I was walking up Phillips at night after we got done with the service over at uh, the yeah. Ransom Church. Thank you for inviting me, Pastor Jason. It was awesome. Um, but it was one of those where it was like, yeah, I was I was happy, enthralled. I was um, it, it was it was something that was encouraging. I only saw two like private security guys mm-hmm. walking around, and they were interacting yeah. with the other guys, and it was like that is. That I is was, how community. I was very impressed with the Sioux Falls and how the Sioux. So, so, so this is really hard for me to say because I tend to be kind of anti-police in general. I'm not a fan of them. The the, the system itself is not a healthy system. Right. But I, I was very impressed with how Sioux Falls handled things uh, sun, Sunday night. Uh, so this is this is a perfect segue because yeah. this is kind of something I want to bring up. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about training for police officers, mm-hmm. um, and it, the thing that just keeps coming to my mind that I was really happy to see wasn't as big of an issue as I was ho- I was afraid it would be mm-hmm. was how much of that training is just do what you're told even if you know it's morally wrong. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, in in the military, you're you're basically programmed do. What your commanding officer says, it is a safety hazard if you don't, you just... Unless you're like me and you uh, mouth off at your sergeant because you didn't believe what he had to say. (laughs) I didn't, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. That's why we love that. That was a huge concern for me, especially as somebody who watched, like, you know, The Handmaid's Tale. You see the beginning of how that story starts with all the, you know, people just doing what they're told even when they don't know what or why or they don't think Uh it's right. Um, so I was really happy to see. I think this is a good transition into talking about how people responded to what happened in Sioux Falls and yeah. moving out of this police brutality. Brilliantly, part of the discussion yeah. for the most part. Um, outside of yeah, the yeah, I know that in Sioux Falls there was peaceful protesting on Saturday and on Sunday. Yep. We received warnings from people in Fargo who also had wonderful peaceful protests. Yep. People hugging police officers and doing all these great things. Mm-hmm. Um, that in the evening over there they had a group that came to town who um, was there to rile things up. Mm-hmm. And they started burning things down, you know, trying to start a problem. Mm-hmm. And they warned us that that group was coming to Sioux Falls for around 6.30 or so on Sunday mm-hmm. after, like, at the end of our peaceful protest. Um, and so that is what happened. This group came into town, um, and it got a little raucousy. And it's interesting because... I watched the live feed mm-hmm. of what was happening. I saw uh, some of these people who had come into town getting up in the face of the police officers, trying to start something, antagonizing them, saying, push me, I dare you, yeah. like begging for it. Yeah. Um, so this got to a point where tear, gra- tear gas was deployed, rocks were being thrown at police officers. Um, but I also did hear that there were some people who were like, 
uh, forming lines of defense for the officers it was, and the It was one of the, and, and I'm probably going to cry because I've been crying all day ever since I saw that, but okay. yeah, <laughs> but, but no, I was really amazed. Like, like, like all of a sudden when the rocks started being thrown at the, I think the first shot was there was a rock that was thrown at a police car that broke out a window. Mm. And all of a sudden, all of the peaceful protesters that were there were like, no, this is a peaceful protest. What's going on? And they literally formed a wall of people. And and these people, they, they, they weren't black, they weren't white, they weren't whatever. I mean, in their minds, they were simply human beings protecting Amen. an innocent innocent people from being hurt. Right. In this particular situation, the innocent people happened to be cops yeah. that they were protecting. Yeah. Uh, and it was just one of the most beautiful scenes of, of, of courage and integrity and love that I've ever that I, that I've seen in a long time and I think it just speaks to the level of consciousness of Sioux Falls that that could happen but I think as a result of that it allowed the cops to be more aware because the pro well, some of the problems that are happening in like Chicago and New York and other places is the cops are just treating everybody as if they're the enemy, right. which is not the case. Right. And so what happened in Sioux Falls, as a result of how things went down, the cops were able to differentiate. They were able to realize, oh, there's vigilantes out here that are protecting people, protecting the city, protecting individuals. There's citizens out here protecting things. There's normal peaceful protesters that don't want violence and then there's the crazies that just want to do destruction and, right. and break stuff up yeah. and and i think because of because of that awareness you know the the local police here in sioux falls they they showed great discernment and wisdom and how they dealt with things awesome. um and i have a friend her name's jesse may and she's a true warrior but I, she was actually out in the middle of this and uh, she was, <laughs> if you can imagine this like little tiny, I don't know, five foot, I don't know how Sounds tall like my she mom. is. But, 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 but you know, she, 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 she's, she's, she's younger than me and she's, but, but she's like, I, she, but she was on Facebook live and when, when, when the punks were kind of walking through, she's like, you're on camera, you're on camera. You know, it's like, hey, if 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 if, if you vandalize that car, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> you know, and, you know it was just just you know, and there was just uh, you know, and and so what happened was, you know, be, because we had all of these private individuals, whether they were you know motorcycle groups or hunters right. or veterans right. or whatever, we had all these private individuals. With guns, that's why we have guns, by the way, to protect ourselves yeah. from 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 crazy people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's, let's not get into that one. Save it for another day. <laughs> um, uh, but but you know, um, but you know, the the cops were actually working with the vigilantes and the and the private defense people just defending themselves to some degree, and they were able to single out and like only go after the actual people that were causing the problem, right. and that was amazing. And to me. We were talking about that stratification between the police and the Still. mundane, so to speak. <laughs> um, <laughs> spiritually, that did not exist during that time of crisis. Like it was, mm -hmm. like we were all kind of one, you know, people right. working to save our city. Right. And you know, there were there were people reports of these vandals that were filling up gas cans and they were going to like throw them and like. Light you're gonna light them on fire. Wow. We were able to prevent any of those fires from happening. Right. Um, 
it was just I I don't know I I'm just really proud to live in this city I guess and beyond this city I I just have to say I am yeah. it warmed my heart to see the situations where um, mm-hmm. there were police officers in other cities who took a knee with people who took off their Respect. gear and seriously joined the protest and said I'm I'm on your side I'm with you um because in my mind like I'm I'm a real peace is the winner thing so, right um in my mind you're not gonna win the apocalypse you know like the big final showdown war you're not gonna win it because you have the strongest firepower that's just gonna kill everybody yeah. you're gonna win it when all the people who were told they had to pick up their guns put them down right. and decide not to fight right and so that to me right that was something I really needed yeah. to see it's going to out to you National Guard it's going right. out to you <laughs> and on that on that note uh, Nicolette on the National Guard note Nicolette actually makes a comment the unfortunate thing about the military is that you have to follow orders or you get reprimanded yep um, two Article 15s. That's me. Yeah. Two. I even went to uh, Thunder Road. Had to go back to boot camp after going to boot camp. And then, yeah. 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 I I've can just there. picture how much you'd mouth off. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. a, see, but that's... And maybe that's one reason why they don't want free thinkers that are right. able to think for themselves in, 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 in the police departments. And that's... that's a, so, but, give, you, give you a quick rundown on that. So... The two that I got, one happened because I was told to do something. I was a weapon specialist with F-16s. I was told to do something that another individual told me not to do or said that was not supposed to happen. My sergeant at the time was saying, no, this is what we got to do. I'm like, look, this dude told us that wasn't what we were supposed to do. I'm going to talk to him. It was one of those, like, I was an airman. He was a five-stripe sergeant, and that was a (laughs) no-no. But I was very adamant about going and asking a second opinion. Mm-hmm. It's not what they like. Um, you can't have, you know, nice little sideburns because everybody looks, got to look like little boxes made of ticky-tacky. <laughs> you got to look there. like the G.I. Joes yeah. that they're using on the strategy board and then not do anything different than they did when they moved the strategy board around. But yeah. that that is that has been the yeah. underlying problem with the militaries that mm-hmm. it is follow orders without question. And that is why it makes me very, very uncomfortable when I hear Trump threaten martial law with if the riots don't quell. Yeah. Um, that makes me crazy uncomfortable. Talking yeah. about if the looting start when the looting starts, the shooting starts. I'm sorry, but that's just that that's that just is, asking to escalate things. That's non compassionate, discompassionate, yeah. lack of empathy. That is Mm, I have some words, but I'll show not to curse, <laughs> so I'm holding it. But like, man, looting doesn't help the cause. No. Rioting, it, like advancing it beyond peaceful. And let me tell you, I saw some amazing peaceful protests. I want to call out 16 year old Olivia Moore. I don't know if hey. you saw what was going around, but Mm-mm. she, you know, people started just joining her as she was out there, and they had a nine like nine minute thing where they laid out in the street and basically reenacted what happened to him. Yeah. Every a street full yeah. of people. Wow. Um, laying with their hands behind their backs. A lot of them right. had face masks on um, and, like, crying out for their mother. And, like, that is a powerful, peaceful protest. I got chills from that. I know, right? Man. The pictures just, like, like, made me cry. Like, like, vigils might be a more powerful way to get a person's point across. than Yeah, yeah. but, like, a, I don't... I just don't understand how mm-hmm. stealing Nikes and... Clothing from Target is—I don't know if they. Okay, that's another issue. Is like it it doesn't. 
is it, it's saying called, anything mm, for your cause. It's, it's being opportunistic in a certain... It's like the L.A. riots. Or, you know, here, right. here's an example. You had the L.A. riots that happened where just, just cause for the same concept, right? You had the beating of um, Rodney King, Rodney King yep. and you had the riots that ensued from that. Because before that, you had decades of just misconduct from. But then you had New York who had a blackout and one of the oh citywide blackout and they were able to like contain themselves in a way that was relatively peaceful Mm -hmm. that wasn't crazy that wasn't Mm -hmm. people going out of the way out of opportunity you know opportunity though it wasn't based off of somebody's death or the misconduct of another officer on a civilian you know it still shows that we we have the capacity right but it's when it comes to the aggression, when it comes to anger, as a as an individual of color, you know, we 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 have this aggression, this anger, this frustration that we have no idea how to get out, and so, we do it so the wrong way. Talk to us about Black Lives Matter. Now that now that you've yeah brought that up, well, okay, and see, here's the difficulty with that. Right, is that I don't like the concept of black. Because of the connotation of color, because of the things at which it can be used to as a, a get, as a as a negative towards a people, mm-hmm. um, but I am also an uh, individual of multiple nationalities, so I, I can't like to think just... of Carl as the melting pot <laughs> <laughs> the melting pot of America <laughs> so you know i i I am grateful to He's have a, Heinz 50 a few. <laughs> I've been called like many times, true, because it is right. So, if I give you an understanding, so me, I have my my father is uh, African American and Cherokee. My mm. mother is Spanish, Mexican, and Irish or Scottish. One of those two, we found out that we are right. right. So I have the swath of like basic, just you know, Americanized, you know. Forefront, so to speak. I mean, that, that's not to talk. That's not to not to mention, you know, the Chinese community, the Asian community that came in, the Irish, the you know, the Italian community that came in, all you know, the Jewish community, everybody, everybody else. I, I have my own little pocket that I am, <laughs> but I have always found it, even with the black, even with my African American uh, community, because I am not complete African American. I am. I don't fit in, right. uh, because I am not Caucasian. Because you're not black enough. I don't fit in because I'm. Mm-hmm. I am something that right. they can't relate to because I either look like their perceived enemy, right. or I don't know enough about them. I remember having uh, when I was growing up as a kid, skateboarding. I, I skateboarded. I mountain biked. I climbed. I did all these things. Mm-hmm. I had a bunch of Caucasian friends that were like, man, you're the whitest black person I've ever met. Right. I had people that used to call, my nickname was Wignig. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. Like, like these things that, right. that another culture would use to identify me as right. because they didn't understand. Right. I also didn't understand who I was either. Well, and this is why... This is why, as a culture, we need to get away from, in my opinion, these models mm. of, you know... Just saying white and black is polarizing. Yes. Right, like, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's almost not, like good it's and not bad. that black right. lives matter or that well, white lives from. matter. It's, it's that every 
every individual on this planet is a sovereign child of the universe. Yes. And they matter simply because that's who they are. That's the individual. That's the that's the holographic representation of the the universe that has decided to become one with that particular individual. And because of because of that, their life matters. Um, and it just it for for me it it, it the Black Life Matters uh, it bothers me and that you know because every life matters and I, and I understand that racism does exist and I do also understand that for whatever reason the black community tends to get targeted more right. by police abuse than 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 the white community but the issue for me is uh you know if for me I, I think if we could correct some of these other systemic issues that would kind of go away because you'd have a more enlightened uh cop in the first place mm-hmm. um but it, it to, to me it it, it it also creates division um because when 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 i disagree with that then i'm being told oh check your privilege it's like oh my god well, i i don't i don't like that concept because i, I well i'll let you answer no, so, well, so but it, like but yeah. like like if i you know if i'm it's not a privilege for me to have rights. It's not a privilege for me to be a sovereign, autonomous individual. Right. 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 If 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 some segments of society are not having their rights respected, then it's not a problem of me having privilege. It's a problem of their rights being violated. Right. Because the and same privileges you have should be the same privileges. Absolutely. Everybody has. Right. So the whole concept. And that's part of why I don't like the word privilege at all. Right. Because you're right. you're actually reinforcing that there is a privilege that you don't want to exist like as if right it and so here's the and just to the reason the black lives matter movement starts and the reason why it is is because as it's been at least in america we have seen mostly not just blacks but black lives but like native Let's not forget the Native Americans. Let's not forget right. these folks. I, I, I would say in South Dakota, Native Americans but, get but more... But the Black Lives Matter concept is based off of just mm-hmm. black people being very, for the most part, disenfranchised in the United States. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the color of their skin, not just because of slavery, but let's go back as far as the blues, music. Um, let's go as mm-hmm. far back even we can go to hip-hop. How hip-hop came up as a black movement for yeah. the individuals to find themselves and then was taken mm-hmm. over apologized Jewish community for those who had Jewish friends who ended up buying out most of the hip hop artists and turning gangster rap into a prolific nonsensory just n- nonsense I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to call us up didn't have another <laughs> word but you know what I mean like we're talking about a community of people who were just pillaged and pilfered for everything that they had right. and everything that they right. were trying to contribute to America. Mm-hmm. And now it's looked at like, well, eh, you know. So, right. I, yes, I, and I, I understand, again, being multicultured. Like, I grew up with Caucasians, and I grew yeah. up with Hispanics, I grew up with everybody. So I understand, like, foundationally, this word privilege needs to disappear because when what 
what most people mean when they say the word privilege is privilege of those who have more than they need and share none of their abundance. Mm -hmm. That's the privilege. And unfortunately, it's trickled down and now it's like a shotgun mm -hmm. blast to every Caucasian person, which is frustrating because that's right. it, not the case. Uh, not yeah. every... We, we have to be careful that we're not... Um, you know, judging anybody by their color of their skin. Right. You know, not not just black people. Right. Sarah makes a really um, in, a good point, and I've heard this before. Thank you, Sarah. Um, that's exactly why the Black Lives. I think she's just buying to my comment. That's exactly why the Black Lives Matter movement started, though. It wasn't to discredit any other race or ethnicity. It was to bring awareness to the unfortunate events that black people have endured. And I do understand that yeah. um, because. It's it's like um, it's it's like if you have this is say my house is burning down yeah right if I say that my house matters <laughs> right it's not because your house doesn't right it's because my house is the one that's in trouble it needs help <laughs> right. Right. right right so and and so I do get that um, and uh, so but thank I do you, also Sarah. want to call yeah. something out because I was talking with uh, a black woman from Colorado yesterday. I was on the phone with her, and one of the things that she mentioned to me is that she actually tried to start. Mm -hmm. uh, she like she reached out to put together a Black Lives Matter movement um, event in her town, and she wanted it to be a thing where police and the black people got to come together. And when the Black Lives Matter movement found out that the police were going to be present, they actually backed out of the event because they told her that it wasn't. I can't remember exactly how she said it. It wasn't their responsibility or their job to like make reconcile with the cops mm. i'm sorry say that again like they they backed out of the event that she was putting together because the cops were going to be there and she was trying to make it a peaceful exchange that like right. helped reconcile the divide right through the black lives matter movement but the black lives matter movement people backed out because they didn't it wasn't their job. It wasn't their responsibility mm -hmm. to reconcile with the cops. So some of the things about the way the actual, like, I believe in what yes, they're trying to accomplish in ending racism and calling out police brutality. I believe in what, how people personally collect, connect to the concept. But the actual, like, organization, I, I feel like that's a struggle mm -hmm. for me to think that they don't actually have a goal of reconciliation. What is your goal? Right. Um, yeah. And one person, one group's goal might not reflect another group's right. goal. Right. Like there was. Right. But there this was, is the, the goal. This is the organization everybody's latching onto right now. Right. So if you're right. going to jump on their bandwagon, then you need to know what they stand for. Right. Uh, but are you talking about just the organization in Colorado or it as an entirety? Yeah. Because every black when she reached movement. out to the Black Lives Matter organizers, that's what she told me. I mean, okay. I don't know all the details. Yes, right. no, um, what, what city yeah. was this in? I don't remember what city. It's okay. just, I know she lives in Colorado. Mm. Okay, um, so someplace in Colorado. Because yeah. this is one thing that, that's true everywhere with every organization. Um, I, I know uh, back when the Tea Party movement was popular, um, some of those Tea Party movements were basically Republican Party you know, you know, fronts. Some of them were actually libertarian organizations. Some of them were actually so so like wow. every 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 local group actually had their own different belief systems and whatnot. And so mm -hmm. what and so when you paint them all with the same brush, that makes it difficult to, um, yeah. 
Um, so that's an interesting concept. So I have something that I want to bring up, and I know it's going to be an incredibly challenging thing to express. Uh-huh. So please bear with me. But if I, I do, I want to see racism end. I am a, you know, I'm a Christian humanist, for lack of better words. Right. I still believe in God <laughs> and, and accepting Christ, but. Um, I'm about as humanist as that comes. Right. Um, and I believe that we are supposed to love each other with brotherly love. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I'm not going to say colorblind because I see that we are all equal and we are all special. There is a reason that you were different than me and it's valuable and equals purpose. And I'm okay with that. Right. I love right. that. I appreciate that. That's what makes it so, um, at the end of the thing and expressing hate. So th- and fear. it is right. Um, mm-hmm. it is absolutely 100% a heart and mind issue. And if we want to end racism, then we all have to be able to find a way to understand each other. Yeah. And one of the most frustrating things that I've been seeing in all of the exchanges on social media is insisting that if you are not black, you cannot understand. Because, okay, let me explain this real quick. Because I may not be black, but I do need to find a way in myself to empathize with your situation. Sure. I will not have an exact same experience as you because I am not black. <laughs> but what I can do is dig through my life and say, okay, as a woman, for example, mm-hmm. um, I have experienced domestic violence, sexual assault. I have been harassed. I will get paid less. Um, the sexism movement is really not all that far in history different from the racism movement mm-hmm. in the sense that women were also treated like property. You know, I mean, it's not going to be the same. It's never going to be the same exact thing. But, and especially as a woman in ministry, even people within the Christian community will attack me. I have personally received death threats for being a female leader in ministry. Not from, like, people locally, but outside of Mm -hmm. here. So, to me, I I have experienced situations where somebody looks Mm -hmm. at me forms a judgment and feels hate, mm-hmm. anger, a desire to hurt yep. me, um, feels that they have power over me. Um, there has been a long history mm-hmm. of it. And so that is my connection point to empathize. Yeah, right, that right. is how I understand that the pain that I feel like that must be something similar to what you experience right. in your position. It, Like I said, it is not the same, and I'm not going to call it the same. But okay. if, I am not, if, if I am told that I can't understand then I'm never going to try and form the empathizing right, thing. Right. And if we can't empathize, we won't form bonds of love, mm-hmm. which means we won't be motivated to change ourselves and our situations. And, right. you know, so we have to find ways to understand. Oh. Right. And so it is very, very frustrating to me when somebody tries to tell me I can't understand yeah. because I have my own personal experiences. Right. Um, and then it just turns around to, um, no matter how it is looked at right, right. now, things, people are so angry and the situation is so polarized at this point that even though I am not racist, even though I am actively supporting the end of racism, mm-hmm. I wrote about it in my book, mm-hmm. I do everything that I can mm-hmm. to fight this mentality right. even before it was a hot button issue. Right. I'm still being looked at as an immediately right. called a racist. I, so I, I actually, I'm very frustrated yeah. with that situation because I try to support your community and I still get attacked for it. Yeah. And I actually, so, 
I'm not mad at you. No, I'm, Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm you just know, very frustrated about the situation. Yeah, and um, for for me, the other uh, one of the things that I think about is, no, I'm not black, but I do know how to reason logically. I am a human being. Um, to, to me, to me, such statements are racist. It's like you can't understand me because you're white. Right. It's like how is that not racism in a different right. in a different in a different so, light? Yeah. Uh, you know if and so uh, and, and you're right. Like our goal needs to be one of mutual understanding, right? Working towards understanding. Um, and and there was actually a really beautiful. I think this was in uh, was it Kansas? But there, instead of having a protest, the the people that were getting together to protest the the killing or the the murder, uh, they actually decided to have a picnic with the cops. Right. Hey. That was beautiful. Yeah. You know, get together. Let's actually find out who each other are. Let's 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 see each other as human beings. Let's break bread. Let's break bread. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that we can. So that we can. Um, Right, learn to love each other. Yeah. Uh, if um, so, if I can, so you have a lot you want to say. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you say it. No. So so I and I understand at least <laughs> I I I understand where you're coming from, and I can't say that I don't because I I've grown up around those who don't look like me, who even though they don't look like me, still were able to have my best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. So for me, that sh- that that was what allowed me to know that there are still people who may not look like me, have gone through the same things struggle-wise, but still are there to support me because who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Right. You also have to remember that a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement it, figureheads, leaders, those who are the movers and shakers of this in this organization mm-hmm. have probably had to deal with systemic racism their entire life. So they have dealt with the lack of empathy from Caucasians at some point so in their life. So it's like a fear or it's like a, yeah. uh, I've, I've not been able to understand in the past and so therefore I'm not going to be able to understand in the, in, in the yes. present. And so, and so they've got some you know, <laughs> active memories, so to speak, and emotional you know, storage things that, that, that uh, you know, they, they could potentially work through. They still have to shake their demons. Right, and exactly. That's been, yeah. that's been the hardest thing that I know that I've gone, had to go through because, you know, mm-hmm. again, being somebody who doesn't really identify with anybody. I I had to learn. And uh, Nikki, Nikki, I just realized you were on this, and so I. She was one of my best friends in high school. She's I'm still a great friend. Anyway, we still communicate as often as we can. But she was in the same like class as I was. Uh, I'll actually read what she wrote here. Please. Um, skin. Uh, so the Nicolette Grace. Yep. I'm assuming. Yep, yeah. Yep. Uh, skin color should never be an issue. We all bleed red, mm. we all feel pain, we all feel love. Sadly, in the world we live in today, media has chosen, I'm actually going to make a comment on that when you get done, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, to, to place a heavy division on race. Generations have been raised and continue to raise such hateful and hurtful mindsets. Yeah, so. yeah and she's brilliant. Like mm-hmm. we've had, she, I, I've had some amazing conversations with that woman alone when I was younger, mm-hmm. right? But in high school, I was the guy that went... To every different table in right. lunch, you know what I mean. Like I, I didn't feel comfortable just sitting down with one group of people because I was a part of every group of people. Right, right. Awesome. 
So, but most people don't know this. So what I wanted, leading into that, I wanted to read this. This is from Jerry Mateus. Um, he is a mentor that I have grown to appreciate so much when I was in Vegas. He was somebody who definitely had lots of words of wisdom and another brother who was, you know, who himself had come through a lot of struggle himself. But he wrote this post and it was, to my black brothers and sisters, when your white friends ask you, what can I do? Help hold the mirror to their blind spots and or give them a seat on the bus next to you. Don't send them on their way to take a hike. They're willing to stand, sit with us and walk alongside us. When they say we're in this together, they may not feel how and what we feel. Let them hold our hand, lock elbows and walk on together. Embrace them all even if and even if and when we don't look alike. That's the point, isn't it? I had to quote that because right. Well, right, like 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 yeah. we're trying to offer love Right, but you have to be able to receive it and recognize it right. for what it is. And right. I totally, hundred yeah. percent, understand that experience can make it hard to trust, to mm -hmm. feel open to receiving. God, something it makes it so hard. Because we, we we all get that way. We all have wounds, and so we create these barriers to protect ourselves. Yeah. And when I tell trauma. you I care about you, it's just words until you experience it and sometimes yeah. people aren't prepared, prepared to allow that because mm -hmm. they're also opening the door that I to, could have to get been hurt wrong. again yeah yeah that I could have not meant what I said and I get that I totally get that like it's hard because I I seriously am about as it's hard for somebody authentic to... as I possibly can yeah. be but right. the experience yeah. people have with other people gets in the it way of people being able to accept to it's hard for somebody yeah. to accept something they can't they haven't experienced it's hard for so it's because like being loved, like you, so when, when we, I was here and, and the conversation you and I had about being at a place where I am loved and I am cared for in a place where I can be and accepted of, that was new to me because I'd never seen that outside of my own family. Right. And I mean, I had in pockets. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I have family, friends that aren't family in Vegas and other places. Like I have that. But it was very few and far between. Even friends that I called friends in my hometown were not the kind of friends that I have come to understand here. Mm -hmm. I have a handful of friends out there. But like to be able to experience what that's like, what that means, mm -hmm. that changed. You know, and it takes time. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it, it takes work. It, it takes work to love people. And to open yourself up to be loved. <laughs> so much work. Does. Yes, <laughs> it does. I mean, if people even know how to what the word means. So I, <laughs> I will say this. If the Black yeah. Lives Movement is looking to make a headway, it needs to start integrating itself with everybody. Mm -hmm. And I feel like part of that starts with shifts in terminology. It's like, okay, so for example, saying white versus black polarizes it puts you in an us versus them mentality yeah. because you're saying you're either on one side of the fence or the other side of the right. fence even if i i don't i'm gonna tear the fence down and come <laughs> hug you right like, it, it doesn't matter you no. there's people who are just so used to this polarizing terminology that that's all that they can see because that's what we're being taught yeah. words like privilege again when you say privilege you are 
placing somebody in an elevated status that you don't want them to be in. Mm. When you hear words like, I don't understand, or you can't understand, you are putting up a wall that says, you will not be capable or allowed to empathize with me. So I feel like if we choose different terminology, we can shift hearts and minds in a new way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, I Words I of compassion. If, yes. we started, if we started using words that were compassionate, that were inclusive, that were open mm-hmm. to, to not just questions, but just open to the po- possibility, open mm-hmm. to potential. Well, the, the words that you say, uh, so this comes from my training, the words that you say really do program your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, like, for example, when I was, when I was in, like, uh, you know, you know, the, the training that I used to do, uh, we talk about like, you know, people always want to lose weight, right? Well, when you were a little child and you lost something, <laughs> what was the first thing you had to do? <laughs> you had to go find it again, right? <laughs> so we don't want people to lose weight. Right. If it's, we, we want them to let it go or get rid of it or, I you know, so, yeah. so, um, so if we can, it takes a little bit of thinking, but we can, we can do a little bit of mental house cleaning with the types of words that we use, yeah. and instead of telling somebody, you can't understand me, so I don't want you to try, you right. know, sort of, sort of, and and that's not what they mean, I don't think, but but sometimes it is, you know, because they're well, just angry. Perhaps they just don't know how to express it. Right. right so like, uh, I I want you to be able to understand me, you know, yeah. you know, just you know, if we could try to just kind of tweak our language just a little bit, yeah. it wouldn't take that much. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to come back to this comment that, that, that Nicolette made, though. Um, she said that the media has chosen to place a heavy division on race. And I do think that that's true. You know, media organizations get ratings by being divisive, right? People will watch something if, if, uh, if it's controversial, if it's, mm. you know. And, and there's a perfect example of this in, in Minneapolis there was a story of the Washington Post did of a couple people that were protecting a, a particular business from being vandalized this over this this past week. Yeah. Oh, I and, talking about. Yeah. yeah, and and the headline showed rednecks protecting the city, and it showed two white dudes. Right. Well, they didn't take the full picture. The full picture was actually two white people and two black people and all four of them had guns and they were exercising their second amendment right to to protect the business and so it was like there's no racism there yeah there were black and white people working together to protect their community yeah and uh but the but the media didn't show the whole story right they wanted to make it look like it was only white people that were and were, they called them rednecks in the article title. Right. Yeah. yeah which is absolutely it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's just so you know, they cropped so, the black guys out to make it look like it was only white people, and then called them rednecks in the right. name of the art. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. So so um, so you know we have to we have to not believe everything that we see on TV. Not believe everything that we see by the official. You know mainstream news you know yeah. the, the 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 more reputable supposedly the news source the more it's probably lying to you <laughs> and I, i've just kind of uh, you know come to that conclusion over the last few 
Well, I mean, I kind of had that collusion to begin with, but yeah, <laughs> I've just seen more of it recently. <laughs> These past few months, it's been. I don't think way people have come to. I, I think maybe, if anything, recently we've come to realize how much weight words have. Yeah, and what they carry. I mean, and their purpose. Like mm-hmm. words are a collection of symbols to symbolize a concept. Yeah, and if we don't understand what that concept is. And we're using the word frivolously, which is another word. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we are, we are just falling into that programming. It, it, we we mm-hmm. are accepting that programming, and we're doing it in such a way that it, it's, it's beyond... Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, it's beyond any real understanding that we're... we're <laughs> no one's telling me! It's just, it finds, we find ourselves not... Understanding what we're saying and just saying stuff and not realizing the impact of what we're saying and its repercussions later down the line. Like mm-hmm. what we say here is going to impact us later on down here, mm-hmm. but we don't see it because we're not, we're not thinking about it. We're just saying what we're feeling. We're lashing out irrationally mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, like mm-hmm. our president. But I'm going to get away from that. (laughs) Okay, so I want to get into another very difficult aspect of what's going on because I see a lot of people fighting about it on social media. Mm. And ultimately, that means it needs to be talked about. Whether you agree or disagree. Right. We're going to talk about it. We're going to rip the band and have a conversation, (laughs) even if it bleeds. Okay, so. But we're all going to bleed red, so there's that. (laughs) Um, Question, answer. No. Um, So... None of us are Vulcans, I don't think. None of, none of the Vulcans. <laughs> so, all lives matter. I'm going to just rip the Band-Aid. Um, that has been a really challenging thing. So, for starters, I have seen black people make posts that say, all lives matter. Um, and they get amens and hallelujahs and everybody encouraging and supporting that they said it. Um, if... Anyone who is white says all lives matter. They get attacked. They are immediately attacked until they are whitewashing it. So I don't feel like it's okay to decide who is able to say what um, on that subject. Because at the end of the day, if all lives don't matter, then what makes black lives more important? In moments like that, I just tell people stop reading the comments. But no, because, you know what I mean, like, if you are willing to say all lives matter, you are, like, I get it. If you want to say black lives matter, okay. If they do. Right, and they do. But, like, if, if we're not, like, the, to understand why this is what it is, like, the fact that black lives matter hashtag had to be created is in the expression of what we've been struggling with. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yes, I, I'm a complete agreement that at some point now we have to make the transition into all lives matter so that we mm-hmm. can now take everybody mm-hmm. who is on our side, mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. We can all then join right. arms and be like, hey, you're yeah. not messing with any of us anymore. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because, it, and again, people get yelled at for bringing up other things right now. I'm not trying to make it about anything else. I'm very much focused on the issue at hand, but the reality of solving the actual problem, we have not actually looked at what peace really looks like and what it takes um, 
for a long, long, long time. It's always war. We mm. always turn to violence. Mm. And don't like MLK. He was peaceful and he actually made progress. Yeah. Right? You know. So when yep. we're talking about the concept <laughs> of Black Lives Matter, let's take a second say yes, this is true, but let's also look at um, immigrants whose children are in cages right now. Yeah. Let's look at. Yeah. Um, Asians who are now being, I've been reading a lot of articles about Asian Americans who are being persecuted yeah. because people blame them for COVID being here. They're just looking at them and saying, oh, you're the reason this is here. God. And they are being is, harassed and persecuted. Yep, Let's look at anybody who is Islamic and they are immediately viewed as being a terrorist, even mm -hmm. if they are not. Mm -hmm. um, or actually uh, people that practice the Sikh and those other types of more Persian right. religions are being kind of thrown in. Right. Oh, well, Let's yeah. look at, again, women who constantly face mm -hmm. persecution. So yeah. if you were to actually just step back and say, yes, black lives matter, and so do these, and so do these, and so do these, mm -hmm. and to just if you were to just link arms with all of the people who are feeling experiences of injustice right now, right. you'd have a kumbaya moment where everybody right. in the country is linking arms on their right. own experience of injustice. They are not the same. They come from different places, in different forms, mm -hmm. in different ways. They are not comparable. And I'm really, really, really sad to keep seeing people try to compare them to make one worse than the other. Because all injustice is injustice. <laughs> well, and if, we, if you're... I mean, death well, is the worst, in, worst injustice. Right. I'm not going to say it's not. Well, and that's actually but, uh, an interesting thing, too, is uh, if... <laughs> that's not a mentally healthy thing to do, to be like... My injustice is worse than yours, you know. Uh, we, we don't want to get into, uh, as a culture, we don't want to get into a mindset of who's the bigger victim because yeah. that's not healthy. It's not healthy right. for anybody. Um, and, you know, because I, I, could, I could just easily say, and this is probably going to be, you know, uh, a, little, a little controversial, but, you know, if, if, if I'm looked at and somebody looks at me and says that I'm a, I'm a white male, just assumes I become a white male... <laughs> You know, I, I I have certain prejudices. Right. You know, that's that's just that's just as racist in my right. opinion, and that's just as unjust. So we all we all have wounds. We all yeah. have ways that we've been treated unjustly, and um, it's it's a it's a it's a raising of consciousness in general, so that people can. This is this is my view, and I guess this is more my libertarian instinct, but. As a as a culture, as a society, as a planet, if we can raise our awareness to stop seeing these things as defining characteristics of the person and start seeing people as individuals, yeah, and personal responsibility, um, needs you to know, come back. Yeah. then that would go a long way. Let's see, Tay, I I completely agree with you, and you coming up, my say? sister, uh, okay. uh, she was talking about minorities. Um, but she had mentioned that the ones who say no one understands are just filled with anger, which, right, the point being that, you know... So how do gonna... we help heal that? Well, right. and here's the thing, like, the fundamental issue we have in America is self-reflection. Let's be real. It started with our takeover, hostile takeover of America <laughs> from the Native Americans. We have yet to give them reconciliation for that. You know what I mean? But like they, in, they get this small subsection. Yeah. Right. And we're gonna build a pipeline. Like we, it, so. we haven't we haven't given true respect to the people who one helped create and found the foundation of this place 
And we haven't given true respect to the notion that we we need to reflect on our own self. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're the way going to, heal the to go, is to heal yourself. Yes. Right. Like, right. how can we mm-hmm. raise consciousness if everything we see on reality TV, on the movies and sitcoms and shows that they're producing, don't encourage self reflection or don't like it's a. Every reality TV show I've ever watched just encourages dog eat dog and yeah. you know swindling and being scandalous. That's and... the whole point of reality TV. Yep. and it's like that's that that's that's the opposite of reality. Like like like, am, am I here trying to to trying to swindle you? And, you know? <laughs> I was trying to read your comments over his shoulder, and you're very on point. Thank you. Yeah. She's, she's smart. Right, and on some level, it, it is the individual responsibility. She's your sister. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's that. That's the thing. Like if if and that's what I'm. I can say I'm most grateful from is you know a lot of the things that I went through. Megan is is a testament to that. I told I told her that I had to come to terms with my trauma. I had to come to appreciate my trauma. Mm-hmm. If I didn't. I could have been a completely different person. I don't know what that looks like. Right. And I'm grateful for that because I can look and say, you know what, even even though I had my shortcomings, even though I had my, you know, my horrible decisions, even though I've made bad choices in my life, none of them could compare to the potential choices I could have made had I not come to terms with me and the things I had to go through. Mm-hmm. Because that's what saved my life. Yourself, you're now in a better place to to help heal other people from their traumas. And, and we're able like to that. have great conversations like this. Right. Where I'm able to talk and be approachable to people. Mm-hmm. To Most people are tripped out when they're with me and they walk around with me and they see like the people that I run into. We've had these conversations. <laughs> like You've seen some of that. Like It's just because that's just where I found myself is I, I am... I am at a point where anyone can come and talk to me and we can sit and have a conversation and and, and I am able to at least be open and mm-hmm. and hear the person out. And most of the time that's all the person wants. Right. Yeah. They just we're all just at our core, we're all just little five year olds that just want to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And and it's I true. have to say that is true. a lot so many people mm. right now don't feel heard and that's where mm-hmm. a lot of the fights are happening. I mean I'm seeing lots of people where somebody says something, especially in written words on social media, please have these conversations in person or on the phone or somewhere that is more than just written words because you were asking for a fight if you don't. So um, just communication 101 in the modern world. You need to talk in face-to-face. I will say I understand Mm -hmm. the Black Lives Matters movement started because we were not being heard. Okay? Mm -hmm. I, I... I'm, and I'm saying that to yeah. those who are listening who are also of, eth, you know, darker skin. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. We weren't being heard. We needed a way to be heard. The Black Lives Matter movement was that. I agree mm-hmm. and I support that. Just putting that out. And I, right. And that's the yes. thing. Like, but at some point now, with what this is, what, what, with who we have now brought on board, the people who are there supporting us, the people who are in there on our side, on our corner, fighting with us in the ring. It's time to move it's, on to a healthier... Right. It's even, time even to better. organize it properly. Mm-hmm. Let's stop 
creating the separation. Let us bring ourselves together. This is the best opportunity. I thought COVID was going to do this, but apparently this had to happen. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I thought like the whole pandemic thing was going to be what did it. And then this happened, and now it's like, okay, yeah. now we've one, got everybody. One, one of the Bible verses that keeps popping through my head uh, is, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, you know, when Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers, right? Damn. And at the... Ain't that something. <laughs> yeah, and by his, his actual brothers, yeah. And uh, he, he, he ran into them later after he had basically made something of himself in, in Egypt, and uh, his brothers were scared of him because they thought he was going to retaliate. But he said, you know, you meant it for evil, but God used it for good. And I really, I, I know that that's what's happening right now. Like in Sioux Falls Sunday night, that the city had a healing moment as a whole that night. And it was it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let Let's talk. I want to talk a little bit about the, um, the the one of the things that I don't like about the way the media talks about the vandals and mm. the people that are looting is they refer to them as protesters. <laughs> Those people aren't the protesters, right? Um, they're different group of people. Yeah. Um, and and they're, they are the vandals and the vandalizers. Right, right. So there's the, um, and so I do want to kind of make that clear. And so I, I you know, you've you've got the well-meaning people that are just wanting real change to how society produces security um, mm. and dealing with, um, and then and then you've got these um, off sh- these uh, these kind of fringe organizations that just only want to destroy just for the fun of destroying or whatever. Right. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, wh- whether it's Antifa or the Boogaloo Boys or whatever, those those people, no, that's, they're a racist oh, organization. that's a real name. That's, I thought you were just making it up. Okay. Yeah, no, the Boogaloo Boys, is they're, they're a racist organization that that is, I've seen reports that they're, like, showing up to, like, vandalize and destroy to kind of make the try to delegitimize these protests. Mm. Oh, gotcha. um, and then you've also got Antifa and, you know, not to get too much of a conspiracy I'm sorry, but I feel like a name like that kind of delegitimizes right. itself, like Boogaloo Boys. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a dance party to me. So, I'm it's, sorry. So, it's, so it's crazy. <laughs> I had to so say something have, funny in there. <laughs> yeah. So we have all of these, you know, so anyway, my, my, my point is I, I wish the media would would stop calling the looters uh, you know the people that stop are looting yeah. and vandals calling stop, them protesters. Stop, stop calling them protesters because they're not the protesters. Well, so we know, have to, to take into consideration then that yeah. that is being done specifically for the delegitimization of the protests, mm-hmm. because as we've seen, the media is not the media is not on our side, right? They're, right. And they're not against using these these things mm-hmm. to coerce other people mm-hmm. who may be scared, who are in the small rural towns right. who don't know any better, they're right. scaring them into believing that what is happening out in these big cities is justified. Yeah. Right, but I not. have a very, very important point to make about the media. Yeah. The way that we address the problem with the way the media reports 
is important. Right. Because there's a lot of people out there saying, like, let's just shut the media down for 30 days and it'll solve, solve all of our problems. Or, you know, they need to be put in check and restricted. But here's the thing. We have to have free speech. And the more people scream for the government to restrict the media, the more it will become mm. state news. You're literally asking right. for right. Right. But I, I think what you're... What you're so, so it's what we're asking for. And I, I say that because... I am also in agreement with that. We are looking for going back to journalism. Right. Back to what it used to be before they started scaring us with the apprehensions of like Julian Assange and, you know, WikiLeaks and, you know, Snowden and all these people who were the whistleblowers trying to express things mm -hmm. and say these things when they were cutting off the heads of journalists over overseas. Because right. these people were trying to get this news Nowadays, out. we live in a society where, like, an actual journalist, like the people that did the WikiLeaks, for example, mm. you know, they, they actually had to run for their lives and seek asylum other places. Or, or, or Snowden, he had to go to Iceland Russia. Or, or Russia yeah. in order to, um, to protect himself. Yeah. So, like... Like we, we had, and, and this is probably a problem. We, this goes back decades. Yeah. But we do not live in a society where, 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 where free speech has been tolerated in the media. You, you're, you're worried about state media. Our media in this country basically has been state media yeah. right. for and decades. Right, and we need to be very, very yeah. careful. We, we, don't, we don't want it to get worse. Right, right. We have mm. to be careful yeah. of how we, because I honestly, I honestly feel, and maybe this is just a little bit too conspiracy theorist in my brain, but. I honestly feel that's why they started blasting the term fake news years ago. Sure. Because they wanted to lead us to the point where we were begging somebody to fix it and asking the government to do it because they had the power behind them and like the what FCC oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. You know, I feel like they've been setting the stage for us to beg the government to take over our news media. And if the government controls the news media, then all hope is lost. Well, and, You're not going right. to guarantee honest reporting on no. that. And that's what I think. I, I don't think anybody who is on that is looking for the government to take You'd over. I'm amazed what I've seen people shouting. And yeah, like, 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 like it, it, it's kind of scary. Like, like, like when the COVID thing happened, mm. there were literally people begging our governor to shut the state down, like basically begging to be put under martial law to protect us from the virus. Wow. And now that people have woken up... We're, we're hey, gonna, what happened to COVID nineteen? <laughs> what happened? We're gonna put our tinfoil hats on now, apparently. But, <laughs> but 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 now that people have realized that that was basically a scam, and I, I, at this point, if you're not if you're not aware of be, that to see that, that that was a scam, I, we I don't know that we can. Yeah, you know, I'll you know I'll, I'll talk to you after the broadcast All if right. you want. Being clear, but, the virus is real. Right, it is a real existing virus. Right, it does spread. Right, it can hurt and kill people. But there is a lot of scammy stuff happening around. Right, it. it's it's, be, it's being <laughs> overblown and being overblown by magnitudes of a hundred. You know, you know, is your city open? If it is, you probably don't have much to worry about. <laughs> right, so, I don't know. So, so anyway, no, um, no. so anyway, when people are realizing that all the lockdowns and all of the all of the shutdowns and all of the draconian, I'll, I'll say it, fascist overreach of some of the state governments. Call it as it uh, is. Uh, were, were, were not needed. Now all of a sudden, this is going on. Yeah. And now because of the rioting, people are begging for martial law again. Yeah. But also, 
let's let's talk about the purity of intention behind things because right. there were a lot of people who were so scared about COVID that they were begging the politicians to do these things. Right. So, I, you know, when you say fascism, it immediately puts an image in the person's mind of intention to overpower. And mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that a lot, especially like local and state governments, mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's their mindset. They were legitimately working to protect <laughs> I think people. it was for some of them. <laughs> okay, well, maybe for some of them. I don't know them all individually on a personal yeah. basis. But yeah. like, you know, our local mayor, for example, I think mm-hmm. he had good intentions in everything that mm-hmm. he did. Um, and he handled it as best he could. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's got people screaming in one ear, right. do it. And in other ear, don't. He has hard decisions to make. Right. Um, and they fall to him, essentially, because city council is going to do just about whatever he wants to do. Um, probably not going to fight him too much. So. James, you're quoting, you're quoting Sublime, brother. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, it was uh, April 26, 1992. He said yeah. May 26, 2020. That was brilliant. I appreciate yeah. that. That was great. Sorry. Keep you're, going. No, that's, you're fine. So, but, like, yeah. you know, I, I do want to call out that I, it starts becoming con- conspiracy theory when you leave out the idea that a lot of people did what they did with the purest of intention right. to help people, to use their mm-hmm. position of power to put people in safe measures right. as best they were able. Now, who had negative intentions? I'm sure there are some. Right. Um, but I don't believe it's all. No, I definitely absolutely don't. not. Um, but it's, it's just, it's interesting to me, like... Like, like there are pallets of bricks at different places that are delivered here I've in Sioux Falls. And the same thing happened in, in Minneapolis and it's happening all over the country. Somebody is paying. I've seen the flyers. For, so, some, somebody, is, somebody is funding. There, there, there's some segment of society that actually wants a destruction of order and, and, and prosperity in this country for some reason and 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 that 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 bothers me and i will vouch that i have seen some of the flyers and i have seen some of like the craigslist ads hiring people to do violent writing these ads say things like you'll be paid maybe 25 dollars an hour or 200 dollars for a night where you go out and just cause mayhem um and i know some of them were in tifa i don't know if they were all that Mm. but the idea that some of this was orchestrated i mean like the group that went to fargo and then came here traveling around mm-hmm. trying to do that um and then they went know, to just, they went to rapid city my understanding is they didn't really get very far though so yeah that's good. i heard they might head into iowa so i don't i don't yeah. know but so you know some some somebody's funding somebody's trying to hijack a legitimate movement that's mm. trying to deal with institutionalized racism and deal with institutionalized police corruption and abuse right and and, and use it for nefarious purposes nefarious purposes <laughs> you know i really can't you know some some of the people out there think that, that that there are aspects of society that want to destroy america and and right. uh uh you know and there there are you know people in institutions of uh you know, I, when, now when i say the deep state i'm not talking about conspiracy necessarily i'm just right. talking about there's there's hundreds of executive branch agencies that are basically governments onto themselves. Similar things exist in other countries, mm. and you know they like to keep their power. They want their power, and uh, it's like, uh, like, like South Africans trying to abolish apartheid. Yeah, because you know. So so I don't so I don't 
I'm not going to say that I know what's going on because mm. I don't. Uh, th that's the problem with conspiracy theories is they fill in what they don't know <laughs> with their own theories. Right. right. And I, I, I'm trying to not do that specifically. Mm. But is there a sometimes it's hard. Is there a guide, it's hard. Is there a guide that can be taken? Because when I but, take that in consideration, I say, well, we know that before the colonies existed, America had to fight for its ability to be from the king and the queen. And we know that as far back as king and queen, there had been There's always been a power behind the throne. Right. And that's and that's a that's uh that's a real thing, and, and, and you know, it, it, it's very likely that those sorts of institutions existed even, even in the fine of this country. Mm. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't, I don't know a lot about it. I try not to study that stuff because it's not healthy for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, you know, it, it's just not good for my soul, you know. Right. But, uh, but it's just I, – I, I would be interested in an investigative journalist tr trying to actually figure out, you know – Maybe as maybe maybe a forensic uh, accountant or somebody doing some real digging to try to really figure out, you know, where where some of these um, planned and somewhat funded instigating uh, things are coming from. Right. Right. Well, the people who fund it probably have a hand in it. So I mean, well, right. It would so, have, so figure out who those people are. Personal responsibility yeah. and grassroots movements are what change things because. We are the ones who are the least biased. That's that, that in itself, though, is a hard thing to consider when we think about plausible deniability. Right. I may want to have this happen, but if I am funding it, I'd be the last person to want to be attached to it. Right. And that is where, you know, mm -hmm. again, we dive back into the whole conspiracy. You can dive into it and you can we can go as far, in, but we'd be mm -hmm. subject to putting our own opinions and thoughts that right. may not even be because it's all speculation anyway so but, i would like this talk to end by the time that hits an hour so uh, we've got did. 19 well, this is hour two actually so hour two you've been with us for a while yeah <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. but there's Thank so much to talk about yes. listening to yeah. us yeah yeah i think we've kind of I, so, I think i've talked about everything i want to talk about. i feel or? like i here's where i want us to end this conversation constructive things mm. what can we as individuals do who are not in government and politics who you know are not mm -hmm. you know leaders of whole movements what can we advocate for mm -hmm. what can we do specifically to create positive changes that we're me, seeking me, 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 me. <laughs> so first things first what i notice when i walk up and down the street the lack of eye contact the lack of connection um I do my best to smile at people. I right. Look at them I in the eye. like. Hey, I see you. I uh, what's the word? Avatar. Uh, yeah, I, see. I see you. I see you. Active listening skills. <laughs> I I try my best to interact with as many people mm -hmm. as I can because I want to. I want that connection. Mm -hmm. That's I feel. I've always felt that's where it starts. Right, and there and and there's right now in society there's a lot of things that are kind of creating that illusion of separation. Um, so whatever whatever we can do to dissolve that illusion so people can be more aware that they're not alone in the world yeah. is, is huge. And so I do the same thing. Like like if I you know, go to the grocery store, none of those people want to actually wear masks. They don't want to wear masks. 
they do it because they're being told to. And, and so what I end up just talking to them, I, I'm just like, you know, how are you? And if, if I see somebody take their mask off because they're trying to figure out, oh, there's a pretty face, there's a smile, there's, you know, it's, you know, I, I just like to, and I like to make sure that I'm smiling as much as I can. Yeah. So, so that's good. Uh, I like that. Uh, I would couple that with doing your own healing. Mm. You know, focus on your own self-healing. <laughs> uh, yes. um, you know, if you, if, if there's something that triggers you or something that makes you angry, you know, be willing to dive into that so that we can, so, so, so that you can become a more whole person yourself, right? Because you're a reflection of the planet. So if the, the more whole you are, the more whole the planet's going to be. And, um, and your response and, to people is a direct reflection of to how you deal with yourself and who you are inside. Right, right. And so and that's, that, that, that's my work that I do uh, as a Vaitak practitioner is I, 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 I help people become more whole. I help them step into their own power. Like if, if you truly can understand the power that you have as being the sons and daughters of God that you are, being, you know, that you're you're going to be able to live your life as a sovereign being and and live your life as a free person regardless of what's going on in the external world and that that and and that's powerful because by you simply being a whole person and, and living free and being the beautiful creature that you are made to be and you are beautiful you are beautiful uh that's going to that's that's that 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 that, that, that creates a healthy a healthy aura around you that affects everybody else and elevates them to more to, to more courage and love and wisdom and peace as well yeah so um you know, he's talking about what he does with Body Talk. Personally, as a Christian author, um, a lot of the stuff that I write is about helping people de develop healthy communication skills and emotional intelligence, um, emotional social intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's way more important than you think, even more important than book knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because if you... It's a, it's a heart no matter Yeah, no matter how much yeah. information that you know, no matter how many degrees you have, if you are going to break down at the first sign of conflict, none of it's going to be worth anything. You won't be able to utilize it. You have to have the ability to emotionally reason through hard things. Mm. And so, you know, personally, you know, I, like I know that. there may not be... Emotionally reason. Like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a process that your heart does. Yes. As opposed to a you take things in camera. your mind and you process them in your heart. Yep. Like, um, but... I, I feel it's different, but yeah. that's again, that's yeah, right. Yeah, you know, he and I cast that one out a lot. I'm not going to lie. So I know I'm not speaking necessarily for him, but for me, um, what helped me, what healed me was study of scripture. So, uh -huh. because I feel like if you truly take the behavioral message, the love your neighbor as yourself, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, you know, don't rise to anger in your heart versus instead of, you know, don't kill. Uh, turn the other cheek and forgive instead of eye for an eye. Retaliation. You know, yes. Nope. Stop don't retaliating. Do um, you know, there's a lot of lessons in there that help you right. come to a place of peace. And, and the way to do that is not through behavior modification and trying to be like, oh, what would Jesus do? Oh, he would do this. And analyzing and, and trying to, to, to like mechanically do those things. 
it's 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 a healing of your own wounds. Well, it's the Holy have. Spirit thing and too. The, yeah, and the Holy Spirit. Thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Sister made a good point. She said, "Being able to talk about things and understand things, even when you disagree." Now, yes, yes that's what we talked about right yeah, at the beginning. And we were yeah. talking about that before, where it is it. We will never agree on everything. We won't. It, we are. That, that's a good thing. That is a great thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. But it is about the understanding. I don't have to. I don't. I don't have to disagree with Anne. I don't. I, no, sorry. That's, no, it's bad. I don't have to. I don't have to agree with Anne to be able to understand her as a person. Yeah. Where I feel most of what we deal with is from the heart, and we process through the head. She thinks backwards, which is. Fine. I mean, it's almost the same process, really. It's just different direction. It's both head it's, and heart, whichever right. direction and it, you You know what I mean? Like, so, and it's so, still... so, so as a biotech practitioner, okay, I just have to chime in. So we, you, we actually have three brains. You have the brain in the head. You have a brain in your heart. There's a completely separate nervous system mm-hmm. that runs the, the, the heart that's independent of the brain in the head. There's also a brain in the small intestine. It's actually referred to as the gut brain or small intestine brain, huh. and, 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 and that, you know, so, so, so eating healthy and then having good digestion is also something that'll help your, your, your mood out a lot. Yeah. Uh, so so we, we want all three of those brains to work in harmony with one another. Yeah. We don't want any one of those brains to be a tyrant over the other two. And if you're witnessing tyranny and being aware of it out in the real world, you're... You know, chances are there's some aspect of yourself that's trying to be a tyrant over another aspect of yourself, and so, you know, that's that's again part of becoming a whole a whole person. Yeah. I think one of the issues in communication that we're struggling with right now is people are instant responsive, and we need to engage. Okay, what we were talking about before, engaging, active listening, which is listening, making eye contact, like paying attention to body language and understanding, you know, not just keeping everything to written text communication, but actually having conversations face to face so that we can get the full aspect of communication because words are only 7% of your communication. The rest is tonal voice and body language. (laughs) So, um, if you, if you actually get together people and have conversations, that's why we did this, you know, get together, have a video (laughs) conversation. You can hear voices and stuff. Um, but then also identifying that he said something acknowledge that you heard it. Don't just instantly jump to responding that gets defensive. So I say, I hear you. Maybe even paraphrase repeating back what they just said. To make sure you understood them. Because people want to be heard. So validate that you heard them even if you disagree with them. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to just say, yeah, I hear you. I hear that you say that you are hurt. I hear that you say that you are angry. I understand that. I do. I, I may not know the same kind of anger you're experiencing based on the experience, but I've had my own places of anger, and I understand how frustration can be. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. Now you can respond with your own thing. But don't forget to validate what the other person is saying. Whether you agree or disagree, just validate that you heard them and you heard them clearly. I mean, that would solve so many of these disputes. But people see something, they get angry and defensive, and then immediately they jump back with like, no, 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 but you're wrong. Yeah. You know, they can't even mm-hmm. just take the second to hear somebody. And that's why nobody feels heard. Yeah. So if we can work on just giving space to hear people, that would go a long way. Yeah, uh, Elena uh, makes a comment here. Elena Crockett, she says, uh, 
that uh, she's not religious, but she feels that she's spiritual and she raises her kids to be open-minded. We should all be open-minded. And working to be open-minded, I think, is a really big, big issue. Like, we all have a tendency to believe that we're right. Yeah. <laughs> Elena's your mom, right? Huh? Yeah. No, she is. <laughs> Elena, you are an amazing woman. He's very open-minded. You did a great job. And I appreciate you. Oh. One mother to another. Thank you. <laughs> She's... Yeah. We, uh, we appreciate you. you have mom a mom? Five. <laughs> yes, of course I have a mom. Jeez. Um, He's just old enough not to live hey. with her anymore. Hello. Oh, all right. Um, also, a thing to consider is that we need okay. to stop yes. taking things so personally. Um, that is that is probably one of the bigger issues that I've noticed in conversation, even just having conversations, being open to hearing somebody. We take a lot of what we hear from other people very personally. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 just because somebody has a certain belief or certain way strong the world, opinion, anything doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're attacking you personally, uh, right? Because they have that belief, right? We've all we've been bred almost to be on the defensive on a constant, mm-hmm. and sometimes it it pays to just well, yeah let let let's stop being up here and let's listen and be here. Let's let let us take the time to hear the person. And be there, but just let's not be so take things so personally. Life is too short for that. So the last area I want to venture in this, what can we do and like what can we advocate for, is what we can be put, like vocalizing that we want from political leaders. Mm. I mean, I don't know how much they're really going to listen at this juncture, but hey, Mr. Um, President, <laughs> please relax. <laughs> Please stop with all of the you nonsense. Need chill pill. You <laughs> need some self-reflection. <laughs> Reflect on yourself before you speak. Yes. Okay. Please. So, um, I'm not even laughing. I, I, I'm serious I, I, about I, that. I, I am going to say, I, I actually have been impressed with how Trump handled the COVID thing in a lot of ways. Like, 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 <laughs> and that's saying something. Like, that is saying something. Like, 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 like we would have been okay. locked down in like a military police state. Yeah, it's true. So it's before true. we dive into uh, COVID, uh, so, I just, I want to bring up, but, okay, so when we're talking yes. about things like, because um, COVID is another can of worms. So um, <laughs> when we're talking about like something like guns, for example, there isn't one solution to fix the problem. We need to improve the way people have access to guns. We need to improve our mental health services so people don't get guns in their hands that have a mental health problem or they have access to help so they don't feel the need to shoot somebody. Um, you know, we need to... Guns don't kill people? Yeah. People kill right. people. There, there are a hundred different elements that if we focused on giving all of them our support, it would improve the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So in the same respect with racism, I feel like there are lots of things that we could focus on and that we could advocate for that would improve the situation. So for example, general improvement on education of like emotional, social intelligence. Um, I- encouraging education to be easily accessible by all groups of people. Um, our, our police force, for example, um, and I know that you and I talked in the past about how a combination of poverty and uh, lacking education systems can cause more violent tendencies in people. Wait, that sounds so, like a movie I've watched. The Joker? Life? Like real life? <laughs> oh my. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Remember the Joker? Yeah. Remember how close to home that felt? Yeah. It's interesting how this is coming to be, yeah. isn't it? It's crazy. So, Predictive. 
program. Right. Man. So what else could we advocate for and say, mm-hmm. politicians, this is really what's going to help? Because right now, people are angry. They want something done. But what? What mm-hmm. do you want to happen out of this? Right. The lack of... The lack of well, connection, I would say, with those who are in power, those who are in those, in those uh-huh. seats, and the lack of connection they have with the people who are here on the ground. Right. The, the lack of transparency we have when it comes to what policies are really being pushed out, what those policies actually mean for the people who are going to be the bearers of those policies, uh, you know. These things that need to be as connected communally as possible that are not. Well, as far as actual policy goes, I think, you know, getting rid of the militarization of police is a big thing. I think removing the legal, uh, you you know, issues that, you know, insulate police officers from their action are good things. But we're not really going to solve this. I don't think we're going to solve this through the political process. It has to be solved I hope you through a my heart drive-out. and mind. Uh, it has to be solved through a heart and mind process. Like, 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 as you're, as you become more whole person, as we all heal as a society, that's going to be reflected in the political realm much more than you know. I, one of the things that I say is. Yeah, I used to be involved in politics, and the reason I'm not really anymore is because, you know, I, I got tired of beating my head against a brick wall. I decided I would rather build around that wall and make that wall irrelevant. Mm. Yes. Uh, so that's that's kind of my philosophy. I well, feel like one of the things I really want to see advocated for is that police officers and politicians are are not given special treatment. That there are laws in place. Or, or something in place that says if a police officer does a crime, they are just as liable to doing the crime mm-hmm. as we are. Yeah. Justin Amish actually just introduced a yeah. bill in the House today uh, in the House of Representatives, U.S. House of Representatives, to, to um, remove those legal protections. Yeah. Right, and so I mean, we have amazing. a Congress right now that can write their own pay raises. They get free health care. They get all sorts of, mm-hmm. like, you know bribery things from the <laughs> oh you mean lobbyists it's lobbyists so i mean we ha- they're so detached from reality so i'd like to see it there too because if they weren't so detached from reality if they didn't have like political yeah. asylum you know no lack of right. better terms like then maybe some things could change yeah you know the point of all of this is that if we could get this right it would resonate throughout the entire country it would probably even resonate throughout the entire world mm-hmm. and it would impact billions of lives I feel like people. we could if we if we could take the energy of what happened in Sioux Falls Sunday night yeah. and just like broadcast that to every other city in the country yeah. that would give like a healthy energetic template uh, for you know for these you know things to work through but that that's yeah. more of a prayer thing um, that I've been that I've been doing lately um, to to help. You know, heal the planet. And, or you um, could just share this video. Yeah. <laughs> Get this out to whomever you know who needs to have the conversation or know that there are other people having the conversation. Yeah. Needs to hear topics on the conversation. Needs to feel encouraged to have the conversation. Yeah. Somebody. It's interesting because you're talking from a very, like, spiritual constructive. You're talking from a very physical constructive. And I'm, I'm very much a believer in both. Like, the, I believe, as, as a Christian, that the Holy Spirit is your helper. Our pastor was just talking about this in church, so I really want to applaud him for bringing it up because yeah. um, 
the the Holy Spirit is your helper, not your doer. Right. You still have to do things, and the <laughs> Holy Spirit will help you do it better and help you make the connections with the right, you know. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit isn't meant to be your lottery machine or your doer. <laughs> I'm not even religious, <laughs> and I understand that. <laughs> I understand <Yeah>. that. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> You still have to do stuff, but God will boost it. So, so we've got yeah. we've we've got two minutes so, yeah, two or one minutes. minute, so we should probably just sign off. Uh, thank you guys all for for um, joining us thank here in uh, Anne's living room. Love you all. Yeah, Miss you all I so very much. That. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's been fun. So let us know you. if you want us to do this more. We've been yeah. thinking we want to. Yeah, we would we would like to maybe we would we'll, like to make this a maybe thing. we'll yeah. maybe we'll talk about guns next time. Hey, not ready for that. <laughs> let's Shoot. let's work our way up. It's a hard one to get into. It's a hard yeah. one to get into. Racism was a, a tough place to start, but I'm not ready for guns. Okay, I'm not. Yeah, that's <laughs> it is. but uh, thank you again. My name's Carl Fridge Gallon Third. Uh, you can reach me at Instagram eighty dot eight underscore industries or uh, on Facebook. Intimate advice from a sex addict. Uh, it's a page I have a talk regarding yeah. uh, my trauma, sexual experiences, all that other stuff. If something yeah. you just didn't follow, be happy to get you guys yeah. on. You can find me on Facebook, Tracy Sabo. Just do a search for it. Uh, I also have a, a page called The Sanctuary, uh, which